great to be back. My goodness, have I missed being at church. I didn't even know what day of the week it was half the time. Are we the same? Yeah. yeah. What is it about Sunday that grounds you for the rest of the week? I don't know. All right, I've been asked to share a little bit of my journey. An encouraging word, I hope. I have rewritten this so many times. I'm just trusting God now will get me to say whatever he wants me to say. Um, I've been at this church about five and a half years now. But I'm going to take my story back to ten years ago to begin it. Um, And there's a reason for that. (laughs) Okay. So about ten years ago, I was still living up in near Dalesford. I was actually in Ballarat one day, and I just popped into one of those Just Cuts places to get my hair trimmed. And do you ever have those moments where suddenly you are brought down to the ground with a bit of a thud? Do you have those moments? Suddenly reality kind of hits you. You've been living in some sort of cloud cuckoo land. Well, my moment of reality came when this young woman who was at the reception desk asked me a question, six little words. And the six little words were, do you have a senior's card? (laughs) The answer was, yes, I do. And the reason it grounded me was that you kind of pretend you're still 25 or 30 or 40 or even 50 maybe. And here I was, the realisation was that actually, Helen, you're not even middle-aged anymore, you're officially an old woman now. And uh, anyway, that kind of was the start for me of a difficult, in some ways a difficult few years. I suppose it really kicked in another two or three years after that when everything where I was living at the time, uh, near Dalesford, Everything just seemed to be a period of closing doors. I don't know if you've ever had that. Seasons come, seasons go, we know. One door after another seemed to close, whether it was ministry, things to do with church, with community connections. All these doors seemed to be closing. But usually when God closes doors, it's in preparation for something new opening up. But all those closed doors, in fact, what, what, they, what they pointed to was it was time for a big change. And we ended up moving down here, um, coming to this church. It still wasn't easy. It was a really, really difficult time. Um, it took me a while to settle in here. Um, but, see, I'm going to think through all my notes here, which I've had so organised and now... I haven't got them at all. Um, But it's been a long journey. Five years seems a long time. But the reason why I even took it back to 10 years ago is this realization of being an old person. It's not easy. I don't know any of you other more senior people in the church think, you know, sometimes it just strikes you, you know, getting old's a bummer. But here we are, you know, and what can you do about it? It's inevitable. All of you young ones that think you're going to live forever, it's going to come to you one day as well, okay? And what God did with me, he took me on a journey, and it was almost like in three steps. And it's ended up in a little poem. I'm not going to read it yet. Um, 
and I am no poet, which is why it's taken me five years to complete it, okay? Uh, but it's been a journey that made me realize that we all of us, and Pastor Caleb talked about this last year, we had this wonderful sermon series, I really enjoyed the spiritual practices, uh, and then the faith journey series, and one thing he talked about was the wall, I don't know if some of you remember that one, and I'll, in our lives, we face many, many walls. But I realized, and what, what the last three years has taught me, um, is that what was happening for me was that I was coming to a, another wall in my life. Um, and the thing about walls is you can either go through them, bump into them, or climb over them, or whatever way you get through them. And my wall really was, so many things had come to an end, so what, what is next? And the journey he's been taking me on is basically summed up in this little folder here because these are all thoughts, prayers, songs, words of inspiration that he's given me over the last three or four years. So I'm not going to share them all with you, don't worry. <laughs> uh, so I hit, came to this wall. What was next? What was next? Here I am at this stage of my life. So I'm now 70. What's next for you? know, things closed down. But I had a word of scripture, was Ephesians 2 and um, verse 10. I don't know if you know it. It talks about uh, th uh, that um, we are God's workmanship and that he has... Um, formed us in Christ Jesus for good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do. And this was the challenge, okay? So he has prepared things for me to do in advance. I don't want to miss out on any of those things that he's prepared in advance for me to do, so there's still more to come. Uh, and that was a big revelation for me. So that's almost like stage two of this three-step journey, this revelation that even in a way, the best was yet to come. And I can honestly say that in this last three years, even through lockdowns and COVID, I've had the best time. God has taken me deeper. He's taken me further in. He's renewed my strength. Um, I've risen up on his, on eagle's wings and it's all because of this realization that there is more for me to do. Um, God is not finished with me yet. Uh, so from then on comes, okay, so you've got this revelation. There's more for you to do, but what is it? Where are you going, you know? And God, of course, opens that up bit by bit. He never gives you a full revelation at any time. But um, I just wanted to... Uh, just to say that in this last three years, this whole, um, my church family have just been a strength. And I know half of it's been done through Zoom and one thing and another, but Life Group has been a strength and an encouragement like I wouldn't believe. Uh, and it's been a long journey. We've seen people come and see, seen people go even in our Life Group, which has almost been like a, a, a micro um, reflection of what's been happening in the whole church to a degree. Uh, 
But it's been great, and I've been strengthened and encouraged every step of the way. And I came across this little prayer. Um, because one of the things that I have delved into over these and had time to do over these last few years is just looking at the lives of people who've walked before us down through the centuries and the words of encouragement and the prayers that they've left for us. And, and this one, um, I don't know if this guy's still alive or not. It says here he's born in 1930. It's, it's a prayer. It says, you have called me by name. And it's something that is just so true for each one of us. And it says, oh, Lord, my God, you called me from the sleep of nothingness merely because of your tremendous love. You want to make good and beautiful beings. You have called me by name in my mother's womb. You have given me breath and light and movement and walked with me every moment of my existence. I am amazed, Lord God of the universe, that you attend to me and more. You cherish me, creating me the faithfulness that moves you and I will trust you and yearn for you all my days. And that's what I want to do, you know? Keep on yearning for him. Keep going deeper. I'm just going to read you my little poem before I finish and hand over to Dan. Um, so it kind of reflects this journey, this revelation and this application. And as I say, it's, it, I started it in 2017 and finished it last October. So it reflects where I've been these last few years. Are you coming? They cry. Are you coming? They said. I'll just sit here a while. You all go on ahead. I'll just sit here a while and think back to the day when I was the one who was leading the way. Think of long summer days full of laughter, some tears, mostly laughter, I think, as I look back through the years. So that was back in 2017. And then I got more revelation. 2021, I wrote this. Reflection is good, but my time is not done. My steps may be slower. I'm still following on. More joy of service, more days with the sun, a heart filled with gladness, a journey to run. And then culminating last October had such a sense of, you know, I don't know how many days I have to come. I don't know whether I've got days, weeks, months, years. I don't know whether I've even got a couple of decades. Who knows? But that I wanted to end well. And I wrote, whether my days ahead may be many or few, I ask only that I live them well and for you. To fight the good fight and to finish the race Keep on keeping the faith, and then look on your face. And I've uh, just written at the bottom, Helen Scrutton, previously Peacock, born 19th of the 6th, 1952, born again, the 4th of the 10th, 1966. That's getting on for a long time ago as well, isn't it? And then I've got finish the race, dot, 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 question mark, because I'm still running the race. And, you know, most of us aren't called to live on a big stage, are we? Our lives are 
small lives, but they're important. Every single one is important. And we, we may feel as if we're living small, but we're living essential because God has put us exactly where he wants us. And whatever our circle of influence is, that's exactly where he wants us. And he, um, so he's placed us in our communities, in our workplaces. You know, you get to my age and you don't have a workplace anymore. And it's really easy for your circle to just be a church circle. Sometimes you have to make an effort to get out of that. And, and that's what I've done. I've gotten involved in uh, my local uh, well, not so local anymore, but Frankston North Community Centre, and that's given me a new circle of influence, and I believe God has called me to sh be salt and light in that place and to share my life with those people. Um, and there's the words, I'm just going to finish with the words of a little song that I discovered during this last three years or so, and I don't know whether anyone's come across it, but it's a guy called Josh Wilson, and the song's called Dream Small. You know, we're often encouraged to dream big, but dream small. You know, God needs our small dreams. And uh, it says at one part of it, um, keep loving, keep serving, keep listening, keep learning, keep praying, keep hoping, keep seeking, keep searching. And that's my encouragement to every one of you this morning. Praise God. I am going to hand over to Dan Alley now. Thank you very much. Let's give it up for Helen again. Always love listening to her. What a woman. Happy New Year, everyone. For those who don't know me, my name is Daniel. Um, I'm what you could call a homegrown member of this church. I've been involved here for over 20 years now. Um, I've got a heart for young people devoting their lives to Jesus uh, I was a youth leader here and a co coordinator of the youth group for a few years. Uh, in the last year or two, I've been honoured to join the eldership of the church, um, which is about managing you know, the governance, the legal and financial aspects of the organisation, uh, but also the vision and spiritual growth and the health of the church. And uh, one of the reasons I joined was because I just want to show my generation that you know, there's age isn't an excuse to hold you back from serving God in whatever capacity he calls you, so just an encouragement, you know, don't let that be an excuse, don't let that hold you back from jumping in and wherever God calls you, just to go for it with all your heart. As I was thinking about what to share today, um, I really felt to share an encouragement um, for us to take into 2023, um, and as part of that, I just wanted to share a little bit about myself. Um, so for m most of my life, I've had this streak of perfectionism, which according to Wikipedia, perfectionism, is a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So who else struggles with perfectionism? Has anyone ever had that? The desire to be perfect is obviously unrealistic from a logical viewpoint. Uh, none of us are perfect except Jesus. And as Christians or little Christs, our goal is to become more like Jesus to be full of love and compassion and truth and courage and so many amazing things. But when it comes to living as a follower of Jesus, the funny thing is that the more you know and understand who he is, the more aware of your own shortcomings you become, which is really hard when you're a perfectionist. Uh, I think this is because God wants us to acknowledge our sin, our failures, our imperfection. 
And so spiritual growth is about continuing to work through these things while keeping our eyes lifted high. In my own life, my perfectionism has made it difficult to live like Jesus because I worry about letting God down. And if I step out in faith and speak to someone, what if I misrepresent God? What if I say the wrong thing? What if? What if? Always thinking, what if I'm not perfect? And so just a little side note here. Uh, This is one of the great things about the life groups that we've got in this church is you have an opportunity to share with people who will support and love and challenge you and help you change your perspective and grow in your faith. So just a plug there, if you're not involved in a life group, um, would really encourage that because they're fantastic for, for that kind of personal growth. With everything that's gone on in the last few years with COVID, uh, we've all experienced that global pandemic together, which has absolutely disrupted our lives. And I think it's made a lot of us really reevaluate what's important. And I found it interesting and a little bit sad, you know, that many people of faith have ended up losing that faith. Uh, in this time, as they've reevaluated and deconstructed. Um, many of you will have heard of various kind of well-known church leaders across the world um, who've had kind of dark things exposed and often talked about in the media. Uh, I think that's also caused some people to lose their faith or to question and wonder who they can trust, which is a valid thing to question. And sometimes I think that people like me expect not just ourselves to be perfect, but our leaders to be perfect. You know, if there's a sentence or a phrase or something in a 40-minute sermon that doesn't quite sit right, maybe this isn't the church for me because it wasn't this perfect delivery. Um, But to be honest, you're probably not going to find a church where everything is perfect, where every leader's perfect. I think that's unrealistic as well. But I think it is easy to find fault in ourselves and in others rather than push past the excuses and not let anything stop us from serving God wholeheartedly. I've been even thinking about this, I've been reminding myself of all these amazing stories in the Bible, um, of those individuals who are just as flawed as you and I, doing amazing things for God. You know, the King Davids, the Moses, the Apostle Peter, you know, each of these people were deeply flawed or had issues and had things that didn't go perfectly for them, but they also exhibited deep obedience and they were deeply impactful on the world. And so I think the revelation that I've got is simple but profound, that God works through imperfect people. God works through imperfect people. So as you listen to about 50 sermons this year, attend 50 life groups, have 50 meals with people in your life, uh, I want you to remember that your leaders, your peers, they're all human beings with flaws, with issues, just like the rest of us. And regardless of that, I think, you know, just to remind you, God can work through them and speak through them and speak his word and his truth into your heart. He places people in your life at a time and a place where no matter how imperfect they are, they can still impact you and bring you closer to Jesus. I think this is very important. God can use you to do the same with others. You know, no sin, no shame, no past, no pain can separate us from God's love or stop him from using you for good. God works through imperfect people. So let's go into 2023 with excitement and joy at what God can do in us and through us, not trying to be perfect, but allowing God to continually shape and mould us, trusting him and living life to the full. God works through imperfect people. Let's say that together. God works through imperfect people. That's it. Thank you. I just want to um, introduce an amazing lady who I've known for over a decade now. Um, She's always got a smile and encouragement, uh, and she's just a real mother figure in this church. So please welcome up Del Wilkes. Good morning, everyone. Um, I um, 
am up early. I um, was supposed to be on in two weeks' time. I got a bit of a SOS call from Olivia King. So um, please excuse my word for being a bit undercooked. <laughs> but um, I thought I'd start with a bit of a slideshow, um, just how, um, just talk about a bit about me and my family. Um, so first slide, Joel. Um, I saw this yesterday and I wondered if everyone's registered. I decided I'd register for this today, this year. Last year wasn't so fun, but I thought this year I'm registering for that. So I hope you've all done. You've probably got a couple more weeks, but please do that. So just an announcement for the community. <laughs> um, next slide. Thanks, Joel. So first of all, uh, this is my husband, Chris. He's sitting with me today. Uh, he got a new bike for Christmas from his kids, which was a lovely surprise. Don't look too close. The bike, the tyre's not actually attached because it was given to him. But how lovely was that? So that's my husband. Next slide, Joel. Uh, two of my gorgeous kids, Denzel, he's here today. And my other daughter, Jemima, he's living the life in the city. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't get to catch up with them over Christmas, so we had a bit of an early Christmas brunch with these two guys. Next slide. This is my daughter, Jazzy. She lives in um, Swan Hill, and she's expecting our first grandchild. So we're very excited. Very, very excited about that. <laughs> Poor thing, a bit hot over Christmas. Um, and next slide is... Um, my daughter, Georgia, who you all know, she's often in the kitchen here. She's moved to Mildura with a new job. And she sits with my mother-in-law, Gwenda. And, um, yeah, I, on the farm, we were, I was with my mother-in-law neighbours for over 20 years. And we've lived a journey. And, um, yeah, we have a good relationship she rang me up yesterday and said, oh, I miss you, Del, because I've been up there a bit. And um, so that's my mum-in-law and my gorgeous Georgia. And she just turned 30 the other day too, so that's pretty cool. And next slide is my dad, me and my dad. Dad's been through a tough ride this last 12 months and um, it's been super good spending time with him too. So um, I think we'll... I think, is that it now, Joel? I don't know if there's one after that. No, just leave it for the moment. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not very organised. So. <laughs> but um, so 2022 for me um, kind of starts like we all start, hoping for some, you know, that it'll be a good year um, in some regard. Um, but it didn't turn out quite so good for, uh, for me and for us. So first half of the year, we ran a business um, pretty much overnight our business collapsed. Um, business collapsed, relationships collapsed. It's pretty tough. Within the same probably time frame, my father, who um, you saw up there, um, was called into palliative and he had shocking shingles. He has dementia. Um, and um, he wasn't given much time. Um, within the same, same time frame, my beloved territory car that I love and I've had for a long, long time 
and everyone's wondering why I never got rid of it, but I always loved it. Anyway, it ended up at the wreckers. I won't say how, but maybe my son was involved, but that's okay. So now I'm without a car. And this all happened within a few weeks' time, you know, and we all have those moments where things, it's like, will this ever end? Like, this is ridiculous. Um, and so for us, uh, for Chris and I, we had to do a really drastic pivot very quickly in what we were going to do um, in terms of finance and work and everything. So our pivot included um, being away quite a lot. So you might have noticed I've been away quite a bit. My husband's been away. Um, we're, um, something we've become quite good at is renovating. And um, so we got called in. We had some great friends and family that got us to do some of their jobs for them, which was... Um, pretty awesome. I, I decided to have some longer stays with my dad as well and really have slow time. Slow time with him, slow time with my mother-in-law and um, just caring for the aged and really um, being grateful for that opportunity in a sense, I guess. But really... This is not about me telling you all about my hard luck story either. Uh, it really isn't. Um, because from the beginning of last year, I was also on another journey as well. Chris and I had decided to do a course in meditation. We are wanting to do some more deep diving into our spiritual walk with God. And, um, and the course began with a stillness in him, in Yahweh, in our God in renewing and in resting in him. Um, you know, it was simple at the start in some ways, was beginning on breathing techniques and slowing time down, slowing things down and learning to sit with intention. Moving from a prayer life that was often filled with words and prayer and requests and wanting to um, just to to sit and really grow deeper with God. It really didn't come easily um, for me. And in fact, I had to laugh last night. Um, Chris and I were trying to work out what movie to watch and we watched the movie called Eat, Love, Pray. It was on Netflix. That's uh, an old movie. I don't recommend watching it. It's pretty bad. But, <laughs> but it was quite funny because she decided to do meditation and she was so distracted and her mind's going everywhere. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Your thoughts sort of get filled constantly. And it was, um, you know, it didn't come easy. They said, start with 20 minutes. 20 minutes, they say. Well, it felt like 20 hours. It just felt so long, that 20 minutes. But the new way of being was beginning to really grab hold of me and it really started to centre me. Oneness with Yahweh was for the first time being a part of who I am. Um, sorry, don't know why I'm a bit emotional. Um, so for me too, when, you know, the earlier and um, Helen mentioned it, that we started to go and dive into spiritual practices here 
as a, as a church family and body too. And it was so exciting, and I don't know about you, but it's so exciting when you, you feel God's prompting on a journey and and it lines up with what's going on around you. Um, it, it's talked about here. It's, we're starting to step into it here, that it becomes a bit of who we are. You know, all of a sudden things pop up in front of me on even social media about this new practice of new but old in that it comes from the ancient. Um, and, um, and the slowed down spirituality approach uh, is taking us from a deep and wide of his love and magnific and um, that's been an amazing journey. So this habit is becoming a new way for me in how I approach God, how um, people and the situations around me I'm learning to um, really detach myself and observe what's going on around me without becoming um, entangled to the events and the struggles and the trials before me. Um, It was just so helpful. And so for me, the detachment meant I could see views, I could see sides, opinions, I could see stories, I could see my own situations, even what was going on with my dad in a way that was so much more effective for me. And um, and I I did write this. My husband might say I've got a bit more to go in this, but I am getting better (laughs) at that. Um, And and really moving to a non-dualistic life of of not taking this bad, this is right, this is wrong, um, you know, to, to a new freeness in the way I walk with God that I have not experienced before in my life. And um, so from a really um, crappy year of lots of things seemingly going quite wrong, God was taking me on a deeper journey in my walk with him and in learning to have some real stillness, um, stillness and, and um, contemplation with him. Um, so it was a little bit like these following pictures... This has been a part of um, our journey this year. So, Joel, if we can put the next photo up. So, here's Chris in uh, demolishing a bathroom we're working on. It's pretty manky, pretty disgusting. Next photo. To pulling it all out, the windows, um, pulling the floor up. The plumbing was pretty horrendous. In this place, it's going to be a B&B. Uh, next photo. That was the rot that was in the framework of the of the bathroom. To the next photo, and uh, this is what it's turned into. Uh, it's not quite finished. Um, there's a clawfoot bath that's going to go under the window and a shower on the side. But it's getting there. And a bit like this bathroom journey of really going in deep and um, working on the things beneath the surface of what seemingly looked okay, but there was a lot of things that needed to be refreshed, needed to be pulled out, um, readjusted, realigned in my life. And um, like this bathroom, it's not quite finished. (laughs) There's a couple more things to go in it. But um, it's been a really good year 
I can say. So I hope you all have a lovely 2023 and please do register for that fun and successful year. Thanks, Peter. Fantastic. Yeah, excellent. How, how do you, you know, join all those bits together, three different testimonies, very different and unique testimonies, but uh, how does that, what, what does that mean for us? How, how do we apply, you know, a couple of testimonies, but, you know, as I was thinking through each of their testimonies, uh, you know, and, and just have an ear for them and an ear in the Holy Spirit, I felt God was really just saying that, you know, there's a personal God and a corporate God. Now, he's the same God, but sometimes we see him through a particular filter, through the corporate lens, um, you know, us together, the bigger picture, all those type of things, and we forget the personal side, the reality side, the bathroom that's in chaos that needs an overhaul. And uh, he's very, very personal. He's very, very, you know, and we can have these cliches of God and they apply to everyone, but they don't really come close to us personally and then we hear the other side that it is very personal it is very unique he is very interested in every part every detail every every you know minute part of our of our journey but he also is a corporate god he has family he has community he does and he works through imperfect people to impact other imper imperfect people so how about we just stand this morning as we just finish off and, uh, and, and I just want to pray over us for 2023. Father, you know, sometimes we see you through a corporate lens uh, and, and it, you don't become too close to us personally. You don't uh, get into the perfectionism and the other areas, Lord God, that you are so wanting to get into, Lord God. Um, and Lord, we just want to invite the personal God, deeply into our, to our every part, Lord God, uh, in 2023. We invite you in, Lord God, and as Helen so beautifully said, God doesn't always show us the full revelation, but you get so excited about journeying through the parts of the revelation that you do reveal to us. You work through our character. You work in our, in our inner being, Lord God to handle the next part of the revelation that comes, Lord God. Because to you, it is personal. It is very personal, Lord God. But you're also a God that's corporate. You're also a God that thinks of the community, thinks of the, the not only the church community, the life group community, the doing life with others, the imperfect people, working with other imperfect people, to, Lord God, become greater, better, more honest, more real, Lord God. But you also have a community outside the church that is deeply, uh, that you're deeply uh, concerned about, Lord God. And so, Lord, we want to be people in 2023 that know you personally, but also know you corporately, because with you, there is no difference, Lord God. We tend to like it one way or the other. But I pray that you will come in a, in a fresh way, uh, for 2023, that where we shy away from the personal side, the, the parts that are uncomfortable, the parts that we do really need to let you in, Lord God, that we would be brave and courageous, Lord God. But Lord, we also pray that it's not just me and me alone and me and God, that you have an incredible vision for others. You have an incredible vision that you want to work through me to affect others, 
to work with others, to be on a team, to be in a life group, to be in a community, to affect, as Helen said, affect a community outside of this normal community. So Lord, we just pray that we will be effective people for you. We also uh, receive um, the invitation for fun and Lord God, for, for, uh, for fellowship and Lord God, to make 2023 an incredible year of blessing incredible year of breakthrough, incredible year of joy, uh, of, of deep relationships with, with you first and foremost, but with others, Lord God. So we just commit uh, this, the next three uh, Sundays to, to you, Lord God, next two Sundays, as we get ready to launch uh, fully and 100% in 2023 on the 29th. So we honour you this morning. We love you and pray that uh, this would be an incredible year. Of, of joy and connectedness in Jesus' name. Amen.